reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14, verses 13 through 21. Now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, we have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, 12 baskets full. And those who ate were about 5,000 men, besides women and children. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Ida. Wow. As David said, this is so beautiful pictures that I really want to see for the last uh, one month. So let's begin with this phrase. God is good. All the time. We are also good. Awesome. Morning, my name is Chan Choi. My friends are he, him, his. I'm serving Urban Village Edgewater and South Loop as a site pastor. So it's my joy to worship with you and welcome all of you in the name of Jesus Christ, who is love, who is grace. As we just talked, from today we are going to start the new sermon series, A Piece of the Puzzle. And this theme reminds me of my early marriage. And it's been, gosh, it's been 13 years now, but at the time... <laughs> So Byung is watching through online, so I need to be careful. <laughs> so as a young and new couple, Byung and I wanted to create our own family tradition, especially for the holidays. Most of our family traditions that we brought from each other's sides are related with Korean tradition. So we needed to create something new in the United States as a newlywed couple. For Thanksgiving, Turkey was too big to have for two persons, right? And we both love fried chicken more than turkey. <laughs> Sorry for the turkey lovers. For Christmas, for Christmas, purchasing a real Christmas tree was too big and expensive for our small apartment. Then we learned that many families enjoy solving a holiday-themed puzzle during the holiday season. How many of you have that kind of family tradition in your family? All right, some of you, and you can try it. And it sounds great and perfect for us, right? So we purchased a very first puzzle for our holiday season. But there were some challenges. First, we didn't know there are tons of puzzles by its theme, size, and, and number of pieces. So our first puzzle was failed because it was too easy to solve. 
And it was completed while we are setting the dinner table on Thanksgiving Day, right? And then we purchased second puzzle. Our second puzzle was also failed because it was too hard to solve, which was 10,000 pieces. <laughs> so it had occupied the half of our living room from Thanksgiving Day to Christmas Day. And the worst problem was found when we completed the whole puzzle on Christmas Day. Can you guess what happened? Pardon? Dave, your soul was wise and clever. <laughs> right, one piece of puzzle was missing. We've done our best to find it, but we couldn't find it. And whole puzzle remained incomplete. So I learned that. Each piece is important. No matter what size it is, where is places? I learned that the complete puzzle is more beautiful with every piece. Amen? You may receive a letter from church with a piece of puzzle which is a small but unique. If you need a puzzle piece, please let me know. I will send it to you again, right? From today, we are going to fill this empty puzzle mat. I prepared this. We are going to fill this empty puzzle mat with your piece of puzzle all together. I'm going to set here. So if you have a, your own puzzle piece, please bring it. And each piece of puzzle represents your gifts and talents, your commitment and support for this community that will be found from the completed puzzle, which will be beautiful and abundant. And I prepared this picture. This will be a, the final version of our puzzle when we get all the pieces from each one of you. So I really want to see this picture in three weeks. Maybe I will give you more days and time for till the Christmas day, but that, that's a due date. The Christmas day is a due date. I don't want to struggle with the same issues like missing pieces. It's so important. In the beginning, at this moment, we may wonder whether we can complete it or not because of many missing parts. We may raise the same question to ourselves in this difficult season. During this COVID, we may raise a question. Can we really, really have this, all the pieces for our community or not? However, I hope we can find the work of the Holy Spirit who fulfills each one's needs and guides us to realize God's abundance that we are going to discover through today's message. Are you ready to complete this beautiful puzzle all together with your piece? Let me ask you one more time. You know, it's a live streaming. Everybody watching us. And, and I really want to show in how we are great in you know, all, all, all five sides are great, but especially for Edgewater. So let me ask you one more time. Can we, can we pause the live streaming for a while? So let's try it one more time. So like a first time. Are you ready to complete this beautiful puzzle by bringing your peace? Yeah. Amen. It's the same to all of you who are watching through the online. The completed puzzle 
is more beautiful with every pieces. You are this important piece of puzzle. You may wonder where the boy is who brought his lunch to the disciples in today's passage. If you recall the story of feeding 5,000 with this boy, you can find him in the Gospel of John chapter 6. Likewise, we can recall the similar stories of feeding multitude from all four Gospels. You know what? This miracle is the only one that recorded in all four Gospels. There are miracles and stories, some you can find it from three or two from our, our Gospels, but this is the only miracle story that you can find from all four Gospels, which means this is so important lesson. This so important lesson for the audience who is going to listen and hear from the church. Let us imagine the audience who may hear this story first time in early church. They would be under oppression by a Roman Empire and experiencing hopelessness and emptiness after Jesus' death. Of course, they heard about the Jesus' resurrections but it wasn't easy to believe it because of their harsh reality. They lost their loved one, their close friends. They were killed because of their faith. So this story might give them a hope of God's abundance that will heal the sick, feed the hungry, and fulfill the promise of salvation because this Jesus is mighty God and who can solve their problem. This story might turn their eyes to abundance from scarcity. I hope this is the same to all of us this morning. However, the beginning of this story doesn't look like a story of abundance. It says, now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. Still, this is a story of abundance. To understand this part, we need to check what had happened before. In chapter 13, Jesus was rejected from his hometown, Nazareth. And the earlier this chapter, Jesus heard of the death of John the Baptist, who was close friend of him, a trusted colleague, a member of family. Some would say he withdrew due to a fear of death because Herod might have the same decision to kill Jesus after killing the John the Baptist. It could be grief and John's death. But there is no way to know what exactly Jesus, what, what caused him to withdraw. But there is a clearly stated feeling of Jesus in today's passage. This is the only status feeling of Jesus in today's passage. There's no mention about fear or grief, but this feeling. He had compassion for a great crowd. Jesus had a compassion. I'd like to focus on this great crowd that made Jesus having compassion, who they are. There is neither specific description nor any names. They would not trust in Jesus like his disciples as they were distinguished from the disciples, right? And current theologian Ambyang Mu called them as Minjung, who 
who are alienated politically, economically, and culturally. Later this passage, we'll find out that they were empty hands. They don't have any food. And they were not only following Jesus, but also kicking out to this deserted place. So another theologian, Jin Young Choi, called them as a wandering masses. So please remember this terminology and image of this great crowd. They're empty hands. There's no place to stay. That's the reason why they are following Jesus to this deserted place. Now we can, we can imagine why Jesus had compassion for them and cured their sick, which was a part of their need. However, they were still facing the immediate need, hunger. While Jesus saw the crowd with the eyes of compassion, the disciples saw the crowds with the eyes of scarcity. They saw a deserted place where there is no food and great crowds who can be turned into a mob quickly. 5,000 people, 5,000 hungry people. Can you imagine it? It's a deserted place. They do not trust in Jesus. They can be turned into a mob quickly. The disciples paid attention to the scarcity, what they don't have. So their solution was to avoid a potential conflict and challenge by sending the crowd away. There's no guarantee of obtaining food for this crowd, but Jesus and disciples could have avoided the potential conflict with them. What they saw was not possibilities, but problems. All right, there will be potential problems with these big groups, so let them go away from this place. If we are in the business class, we may give them a compliment, right? As a smart manager, minimize a potential conflict and loss. What do you think? Right? They did the right decision, right? We may also be pushed and taught to follow their ways of paying attention to scarcity. However, however, Jesus' way is totally opposite. And he teaches us to focus on abundance, what we have. It's pretty interesting. In verse 15, Jesus' disciples reported with these statements of scarcity. This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. So there's no way to solve this problem. However, in verse 17, after Jesus' word, they started focusing on abundance, what they have. We have nothing here but how many loaves? Five and two fish. Now they are focusing on what they have. Can you see this difference and change in their mind? I know our instinct kept bringing us to compare the great crowd of over 5,000 people and five loaves and two fish. However, it is also true that now we talk about the possibility of feeding 5,000 with this five loaves and two fish rather than sending them away. Let's think about this possibility of feeding 5,000 rather than giving up these people. When we are focusing on God's abundance and hope, we can see a small piece of our projection, which is a seed of possibility, a seed of God's abundance, a seed of God's miracle. 
It's been almost two months since we fully reopened. And I've heard the voices of disappointment and frustrations because of these empty seats. Look around. There's so many empty seats, right? And I know we all miss our fellowship with before and after worship with a cup of coffee and donut, which is really great. I really, really miss that. And our kids who are dancing and jumping with our clothing song, we all remember that, right? But I'd like to encourage you to use and see through the eyes of abundance, seeing what we have. Let's look around one more time, but this time, seeing the people who fill this sanctuary. Seeing all the prayer requests from our prayer wall. And seeing the people who are worshiping together through our online ministry. These are all are the places where we can see our identity as the community of faith. Who are worshiping together, who are praying for each other. And seeing the puzzle pieces that will fill out this empty puzzle mat that shows your commitment and support for the community. These are our five loaves and two fish that we have in our hands. But will be multiplied through Jesus' blessing. Unless you change your view to abundance from scarcely, you won't see them. I hope you can see what we have at this moment. That can be a seed of miracle, a seed of God's abundance. Even though this story is called as feeding the 5,000, I'd like to suggest seeing another miracle for this wandering masses. And let's read verse 19. It's on our screen. So let's read together in one voice. Ready? One, two, three. In Jewish culture, this action, giving thanks for the meals and bread and breaking it for the meal, is what a Jewish man would typically do for the family at the beginning of a meal. These wandering masses who are marginalized and isolated finally found a place to sit down where there is a green pasture and had a group of people whom they shared a meal together. The family, the spiritual family, where Jesus is father and mother of them, who feeds them and protects them. In Korean, Siku means family. Which is Chinese letter. It means that sharing the food at one place. That's all about the meaning of family. Now, they would not be called as the wandering masses anymore. Rather, they will be called as the 
Jesus followers who belong to this community of faith. Isn't it a miracle of abundance of God's miracle and God's grace? When you come to this table of the Lord this morning, you are no longer alone or a part of a wandering masses. You belong here. The family of God. The family of love and grace. Amen. One of my ambitious plans for our community is to have a community meal and serve with Korean food at my place. That's my ambitious dream and plan. And we've planned it before the pandemic, but it has been postponed. Instead, as you just heard, we are going to have small stories that will be another great community gathering to share our stories with s'mores and drinks and dogs and at, at the fire pit this Friday. So if you want to join it, please RSVP at bit.ly slash edgewater s'mores. E-D-G-E-W-A-T-E-R-S-M-O-R-E-S. As you know, I also serve Urban Village, Urban Village South Loop. And since it is relatively closer to my uh, parsonage in River Forest, we had a chance to have the open table, which is a sort of community meal, right? And are you familiar with Enneagram? All right. I'm type one, who is a perfectionist, it was so hard to prepare the meal as a host without my wife Yang. So I ordered you know, Korean food, and, and I'm so thankful for the advice from my wife Yang because I originally planned to cook by myself for everybody. So I changed my mind due to her, her advice. I was so thankful for that. And I researched a way to use the, our fire pit that I've never used before. And I, I really appreciate your advice, dog, and, and I was able to use it, so. However, as soon as we began our gathering, I was captured by lots of worries. There were more people than I expected, so I kept checking the food while I was saying, oh, everybody try second dish, this is so nice Korean food, we have enough food, but I kept checking the food. How many we had? I successfully lit a fire. Then people said, oh, Pastor Chan, it's great. Do we have s'more too? What is that? <laughs> it's my first time to use this fire pit and you're looking for s'more? After the meal, people gathered together and made a big circle around the fire pit. It was lovely, peaceful, and delightful until the next challenge hit me. Can you imagine what was the next challenge on that night regarding the fire pit? You have no idea, right? Yeah. I just bought a small package of wood. I thought that's enough. If there's six or five loaves, of, I thought that's enough. And it was gone within an hour. We planned three hours long gathering. I failed to enjoy the moment while I was paying attention to the things that I missed, things that I don't have. Seriously. Then the miracle of feeding 5,000 happened to us. One family prepared everything for s'more. 
I still don't know why they brought them. Even I didn't share about my fire pit. And two, three families bring and brought the dishes to pass, drinks and desserts. One person volunteered to manage the fire pit during our gathering that lasted three hours. And when I was about making that announcement, story guys, I only have this much wood and we, we should dismiss in an hour. Then he brought three extra packages of wood. I still have leftovers in my garage. <laughs> if we want, let's have the fire pit. I don't, I, now I'm fully aware of how to use it, so you can come and join this, more, this moment. This gathering reminds me of the meaning of this miracle of feeding 5,000, especially leftovers, the broken pieces, 12 baskets full. This story's main character would be the disciples who turned their eyes to abundance, what they have from scarcity, what they don't have. When they focused on abundance, they could see and share five bread and two fish as a seed of miracle. I don't know why people brought the extra dishes and things for small and extra package of wood, but it was only possible when they focused on God's abundance that led them to bring their pieces. From this small seed of sharing, five loaves and two fish, all eight were full, and there were left over of 12 baskets, which is way more than they share. From the gathering that night, I could see leftovers which filled and overflown our own baskets. Smile and laugh that we have lost during pandemic, stories, tears, and prayers that made us one in Christ. Loving urban village, actual family, and all those who are watching and worshiping together through online, please bring your piece of puzzle and let us complete this puzzle together. Now it's empty, but let us focus on God's abundance that will fill our need and complete the whole picture, which will be more beautiful. Please bring your piece of puzzle and let us complete this puzzle together. It will be used as a seed of miracle that will be grown up and overflow in our basket with the fruit of faith. Please bring your piece of puzzle and let us complete this puzzle together. You are not the part of wandering masses anymore. But you are a part of this family. You are called to, you're called to this community of faith and be rooted here. Let's complete this beautiful picture by bringing your piece of puzzle. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we're so thankful for giving us this opportunity to see and find your abundance. Let's turn us we may focus on scarcity, what we have, mess and lost. So we may only see the problems, not possibilities. We have limited your power and abilities in us. Now we want to see your abundance by bringing our own pieces that may look small, but it can be planted and grown up as feeding the multitude and fulfilling your, their needs. 
We know that this peace is not only about our financial gifts or our pledge, but also about our commitments and support for this community of faith, where we can share the leftovers for ourselves and our neighbors. Give us an eye to see your abundance, an ear to hear the cry of the needy, hands to help support and pray for each other, and fit to go to the place where it needs your miracle of abundance. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.